Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettle Cast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we are talking nicknames, and we are talking Hawk names as we look at the nickname matchup between the Knicks and the Hawks. There's a two-day break between Game 1 and Game 2 of this playoff series, and so we are coming out with who has the best nicknames in this matchup. Without further ado, let's get into it. After that ridiculous Game 1, this 4-5 matchup in the East has already provided one fantastic game, and as there's a little extra time between Game 1 and Game 2, I thought we could look at another matchup between these two teams looking at the nicknames they have for each of their players. Playoff basketball is always decided by the individual matchups and everyone really focuses on the statistics, points, rebounds, blocks, assists, but there's more to matchups than that. Who has the best nickname, the Hawks or the Knicks? Although neither team has been in the playoffs recently, they both have a strong history of nicknames. The Hawks have had some really good recent nicknames, Kyle Threesis Corver, Josh Jace Move Smith, Tr- Paul the Anchorman Millsap, and a long history of good past nicknames. You have John John Contract Concact, who had just got a huge contract as a free agent that ultimately really weighed down the Hawks. You also have Wayne Tree Rollins, Jerome Spud Webb, Mike the Stinger Glenn, who is on all the broadcasts for the Hawks. You also have Moses, Chairman of the Boards, Malone, Glenn, Doc Rivers, Pistol Pete Maravich, Iso Joe, one of the great ones of recent history, and of course, probably one of the great nicknames of all time, the human highlight film, Dominique Wilkins. The Knicks have also had a strong history of nicknames, where they start with Willis the Captain Reed, Marvin the Human Eraser Barnes, Nerlens Noel can do a lot to get that nickname or maybe uh, inherit that mantle. They have Earl the Pearl Monroe, Walt, Clyde the Glide Frazier, Dollar, Bill, Bill Bradley, Carmelo, Mello Anthony, The Nick, Dick the Nick McGuire, and Nathaniel Sweetwater Clifton. And of course, who could forget Lynn Sanity, Jeremy Lynn, who played for both teams, got his start up with the Knicks, and then actually was a mentor to Trey Young his first season in Atlanta. But enough about the past. Let's look at the matchups for this series and look at each matchup for the starters. At point guard, it starts with a guy who won the game in game one, Ice Trey Young. Not only is this nickname just a fantastic nickname, but Trey has also managed to turn it into an action with his shivering bit that he just, after every big shot, after every big moment, throws his arms around himself and just shivers and really brings the fans to their feet. Ryan Cameron also punctuates every deep triple from Trey with a Trey T.L. for three. On the Knicks side of things, you have Alfred Payton, who started game one. I don't know how many more games Elf is going to start, but Elf is more likely to bring to mind a giant kid-like character that played by Will Ferrell than it is to strike fear into the hearts of opponents. And so it is no context as Trey T.L., and Ice Trey thoroughly defeat Elf. Um, Hawks have a big advantage at point guard in the nickname department. At shooting guard, the Hawks have Bogdan Bogdanovich, and the Knicks have Reggie Bullock. Again, the Hawks have a huge advantage solely because Reggie Bullock doesn't have a nickname. For the Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich is playing his first season here for the Hawks, 
and the simple bogey has a huge connotation, just bogey hitting triples. You just know bogey's going to knock it down. Um, but he also has uh, inspired names such as Bang Donovich when he hits one of his big threes as he hit two big ones, huge ones from Bang Donovich in that fourth quarter of game one. Again, advantage Hawks. That's 2-0 Hawks so far. Um, at small forward, this is where things start to get interesting. Hawks fans have to be happy having DeAndre Hunter back. He played some awesome defense on Julius Randle in game one. He also had a big three-pointer in the fourth quarter that briefly put the Hawks up by four points. But DeAndre is one of the more quiet members of the Hawks team. It has been so much fun seeing him be more uh, expressive and more outgoing in this second season. But he hasn't really produced any huge nicknames, whether it's just Dre, Big Game Hunter from when he was at UVA that has a uh, lineage to Big Game James Worthy from UNC. But in Atlanta, DeAndre hasn't gotten any real claim to any big nickname so far. Earlier this season, it was reported in The Athletic that John Collins and some of the coaches had given DeAndre the nickname Megatron for how strong he was. A little bit after that, DeAndre himself came out and said that the nickname was Optimus, um, referring to Optimus Prime, who is one of the Autobots and not a Decepticon like Megatron. On the Knicks side of things, they have R.J. Barrett. Now, R.J. Barrett has been a highly touted recruit um, from a young age, and that has led to the development of some awesome nicknames, um, mostly in reference to him being Canadian, where the Maple Mamba got used a lot after Kobe Bryant passed away. RJ asked that not be used anymore in honor of Kobe, but Barrett has also gotten nicknames such as Headband Row because his first name is Rowan and he wears a headband. He has also been called the Duke of York, the Prince of Broadway, and also Star J, a clever play on his initials. Despite loving the actual on-court matchup of DeAndre Hunter to RJ Barrett, I think this definitely has to go to the Knicks. Um, just the quantity and quality of the nicknames has been fantastic for RJ, and hopefully the Hawks fans can come up with some more great nicknames for DeAndre. Maybe Optimus will stick. Big Game Hunter is great. Hopefully he'll pr continue to prove that in the playoffs. But here I'm going to give it to the Knicks. So 2-1 Hawks going into the last two of the starters. At power forward, the Hawks have JC, John Collins, who has just been able to inspire some really uh, religious nicknames um, with his dunking ability. Whether it's the Dunking Deacon or John the Baptist, his dunks have wowed Hawks fans as soon as he's been in the league and has certainly helped with Trey Young's alley-oops. Um, it's been awesome to see John really take to John the Baptist so much so he just released a recent um, line of clothing referring to him as the Baptist. You can go get hoodies and shirts with that on there. You can get, even get some short shorts like the ones John likes to wear on the court. Julius Randle, man, dude has been ridiculous this season. To go from a player referred to as Beyblade last year by New Knicks fans because he would get into the paint and do a ridiculous spin move and tend to lose the ball to a player who gets MVP votes this year. He has been incredible. He still hasn't generated a great nickname, but his nickname this year, Orange Julius, is certainly a step up from Beyblade, and it is um, it is nice to see Julius really get his career 
just on a new trajectory with how well he's played this year. But I do not think that Orange Julius has any chance against the biblical references of J.C., uh, John the Baptist, or the Duncan Deacon. Duncan Deacon, say that five times fast. So another advantage Hawks as they move to a commanding 3-1 lead against the Knicks. Finally, at center, there are two defensive-minded centers for in this series with Nerlens Noel and Clint Capella. Um, their nicknames both refer to landmarks and are in the lineage of other big men such as Big Ben Wallace. Noel's defense has garnered a ton of attention where he has gotten the awesome nickname of the Nerlens Wall, prote protecting the basket. Clint Capella, as Hawks fans know, has been a huge uh, player at the back line who's really helped the Hawks defense. And being from Switzerland, he has been dubbed the Swiss bank for him protecting the rim at, like banks protect their vaults for their teammates. As much as I love Clint Capella and think he has been a better player on the court, both offensively and defensively, the Nerlin wall gets the nod here to take this to three and two. Now let's look at the benches. We're going to consider the benches as a whole for both teams. And I don't think there's really any sort of matchup here that um, the Knicks win. They have a great nickname with their star off the bench in Derrick Rose, who goes by the Windy City and Assassin. But behind that, they just don't have a lot of nicknames that are very good. Taj Gibson, noted for his rugged play, has gone by Lunch Pail or Hard Hat. Um, Emmanuel Quickly, the really great rookie they have off the bench. All they have for him is IQ, real original, shortening his name to his initials. Good job, New York. And then rookie Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin's nickname is the next generation because his dad has a better nickname than he does. His dad used to play for a streetball team named the Court Kings, and his dad, uh, Obadiah Sr., had an awesome nickname of Dunker's Delight. Now, as we saw in Game 1, Obi certainly can dunk the ball, as we saw in Game 1. But the next generation is the name of something that people dress up as when they go to conventions, and that is just not a great nickname. Off the bench for the Hawks, I mean, it starts with Kevin Herter, Red Velvet, um, and also has Danilo El Gallo, the rooster from Italy, got that sweet mohawk to just continue his morphing into his nickname, the rooster. And then you got Lemon Pepper, Sweet Lou Williams as well. It's just, there's no contest in this bench battle. The Hawks have a much better quantity and quality of nicknames off the bench. Um, and I, maybe even Obi Toppin should stick to just having OBB be his nickname. But um, the Hawks ultimately win this battle of the nicknames 4-2. to two. They get uh, wins at point guard, shooting guard, and power forward, with the Knicks getting wins with, at center and small forward, and then the Hawks getting a win at off the bench. So that is a 4-2 win. I think that's probably going to be what the series happens, a 4-2 win for the Hawks as well. But it's always fun looking at these nicknames. I think that's become a staple of the KettleCast. And you know, Hawks fans, now you can use this going forward. But uh, this has been a fun game one. We'll see what happens in game two. Both teams are going to have to make some adjustments. And I think the intensity, despite being very high for game one, is just going to go up for game two. Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!